I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Uh-oh. Hello, everybody. It is episode 69 of the Hood Podcast. It is December 22nd, 2020. I am thrilled to be here tonight, and we are thrilled to be here with Josh as well. Uh, it, I'd say it's a happy night, Josh, and so let's go ahead and get that happy Walters intro going. Akabra. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Woohoo! Hello, Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. It's me. Uh, Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can interact with us, and we would please ask you to do so. Uh, we're still on that journey to 100 subs. Be a friend, tell a friend about our YouTube channel so they can subscribe and we can grow even bigger and get that custom URL. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below, per usual, for you audio listeners. Um, thank you, at Levi Oki Illustration, for all the beautiful art you can see. Uh, yeah, Josh, how are we doing tonight, fam? Dandy, how are you, guy? Good. It looks like you've you've located to Pennsylvania, perhaps. I know you're traditionally in Big Lake. Did you and Nikita move and just not tell anybody? That'd be weird for someone to move and not tell anybody beforehand. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, we're we're one of those people, as they say. Probably need to segregate from the rest of the population. But um, yeah, we moved to Scranton. Um, got a new job. I'm still in the office right now, so hopefully they don't mind me taking up the bandwidth. Oh, really? Is your boss cool? At least. Yeah, he's all right. Kind of, kind of quirky. Uh, don't see eye to eye on a lot of different things, but uh, uh, he started this really cool program to give laptops to students, and he's just raising the money for it. So, was that what um, it was? I thought it was like a. F- Never mind. I guess I'm not familiar with the story. That sounds cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's right. Um, I could be wrong too, but I mean, you um, just you just met him. You could be misunderstanding or misremembering. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he, he, there's a lot going on. We got a um, company basketball game tomorrow in, in the warehouse. Um, oh, tomorrow so I for that. What I guess. What yeah. do you even do? What's your new job? Did you say? Well, I just kind of show up, um, <laughs> and so I know I, I see a lot of printer paper around. So I'm assuming it has something to do with drawing, but I haven't necessarily <laughs> figured it out yet. Excellent. Well, you know, Josh, I I hope you continue to. Uh continue to try and figure that out and so i'm messing with the audio settings here live on the pod just because i like to be difficult uh so i hope this works out but josh are you ready have you heard what's been going on like the last like 24 hours ish are you ready i mean what's going on josh you haven't heard this is the dawning of I mean, Josh, it's the age of Aquarius. Jupiter and Saturn are currently getting it on in space. This is a big deal, fam. 
if you care about astrology, which I don't at all, but I mean, someone out there will probably care. Like I bet the hipster Carlenberg is big into the age of Aquarius. Probably. The great conjunction, Josh. That song. (laughs) He he just left the podcast to go play it on a loop for the next hour and a half. Hell yeah! Don't blame him. So, do do you care about astrology at all, or does Nikita? eh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Like if I get a fortune cookie and it tells me, uh, you know, if my astrological sign is going to be lucky, then yeah, sure. And if it says I'm not going to be lucky, whatever. Then astrology is dumb. Yep. Just depends on if it favors you in that moment. I like that. Exactly. That's, a, that's an honest take, Josh. And that's, you know, what are you going to do? Well, that's exactly it. All right. So, Josh, not a, not a huge astrology guy, but it is the age of Aquarius after the great conjunction. Josh, what about Christmas? This will be our last podcast before Christmas. How are we feeling? Are we excited? Chris Kringle coming down your chimney. Were you on the nice list this year? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Just I did some nice things. Like when what? I left my house. Um. Well, I held a door open for someone uh, once or twice, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wore a mask like I was told. Good job. Um, I, oh, that should be enough, right? I think I think you nailed it. Sounds like a nice Christmas. How about you? How many lumps of coal are you getting? <sighs> well, Josh, probably a couple, but I need, I'm going to need that to heat the old apartment here with the fucking wind that's been coming through. I don't think I've mentioned how windy it is up here to Bradley yet, so I gotta need some coal to heat up the old apartment. Uh, but Josh, so you know how the last couple of years I've been getting you a Christmas gift, right? And you've never, like, reciprocated? I've, 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 I've thought about reciprocating. Well, that, see, that's good. But so, Josh, this was actually a well-orchestrated, well-plotted scenario. So if you go ahead, and I worked really hard on this. If you go ahead and reach under your chair, Nikita helped me out a lot, actually. Go ahead and reach under your chair. This is bullshit. You'll find nothing, because I absolutely did not get you anything for Christmas. There's a ah. 0%, 0% <laughs> chance I got you a Christmas gift this year. I'm way too poor, but... I thought that was a funny bit, and I thought about it for like the last five days. So I was like, I'm going to fucking get him. You did, because uh, if Nikita would have found a way to get in here, since I've been in this exact chair since <laughs> 7.30 this morning, and she... Uh, you didn't eat or time. poo or anything? Refill your Not drink? really. <laughs> no, I just... I mean, you I worked were- out, but she was at... She was in the office. I wasn't. So I, I just sat here and... Twiddled my thumbs and drew on printer paper. Josh, yeah, just let me just say, you are a model employee if that's the case. You're what the boomers out there drool about. The guy who just never leaves his chair, doesn't take his breaks, doesn't do any of this or that. The county is very proud of you right now. My ta- I feel like my, uh, my old tax dollars are being put to good work, and the ranch is proud as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you have a holly jolly Christmas. I know mine will be as well. I'll be I'll be heading down to the hood pot or to the hood to the hood to the hood tomorrow. Words are very difficult, and uh, apparently a snowstorm's rolling through. So hopefully that doesn't slow me down. But oh yeah, oh. three to five inches. Oh god, I don't know if the old Nissan can handle it, pal. But uh, yeah, Christmas should be fun. All right. Oh, did you? What did you ask for for Christmas before we get going? Uh, world peace. Do you think you'll get it? Who'd you, did you ask anyone specific for that? Trump. He's on his way out, pal. I don't know if you know that. So I don't know if he'll be able to deliver in the next... They, they actually did stop the count. <laughs> well, thank God. All right. Let's, that's, that's enough right there. Let's go ahead and get right into the Fantasy Zone then, Josh. What are we, what are we, who are we sponsored by tonight in the old Fantasy Zone? 
We've got some tap water from the sink. Ooh. Forgot to clean out my uh, pre-workout, so ki- there's still a little bit of residue in there. Kitchen sink, bathroom sink, kitchen. Josh, that's not that's not hood tradition. Delicious no, ass basement bathroom water. Yeah, I guess. But if I'm being honest, that sink downstairs isn't uh, deep enough for me to get a full blender bottle in, so it just kind of <laughs> look awkward. I'd only have like a half thing. Gotcha. And I just can't keep going back down there. And okay. then I also have market pantry, mixed fruit, fruit flavored snacks, crepe, strawberry, orange, apple, blue, raspberry, and cherry. 7.5% apple juice concentrate. 100% healthy, 50% delicious. Oh, got that backwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got the old uh, Arizona iced tea peach, of course. Thanks to uh, the guy who couldn't even buy me the right Christmas gift, but I appreciate you anyways. Uh, I believe he said his name was Alex. I still don't know if I remember who Alex is, but thank you, Alex, for the peach tea. And I got some of the best store-bought cookies that have ever existed, the Keebler Soft Batch. Again, some of the greatest store-bought cookies that have ever existed that aren't Oreos. And if you're looking for a soft cookie, I'd argue the best store-bought cookies. Uh, but yeah, those are our sponsors tonight for the old Fan Tasty Zone. Uh, we still got that raffle going on. Uh, you, we, we're, we're accepting voicemails up until next week, and we'll draw the winner next week live on the pod. So if you don't get it in by the time we draw, obviously that doesn't count, but you can have your entry in up until we pull the winner, I guess, uh, which we'll do at the end of the show, which would make the most sense. Uh, so get those voicemails in, please. We got a couple emails this week, Josh. Um, or did you read Walters throughout the week, or did you just kind of ignore it like I did? Because I believe it came in last week. Who's? Wal- Walters. I just said his name. Oh, yeah. I see that. I'm not going to read it. He, <laughs> he, too wordy. You've got mail. I'll, I'll read it just out of respect, I guess. Um, so we got an email here from Mr. Ryan Walters. Subject line, my comment that YouTube instantly deleted. This should be spicy. Um I tried to interact with your YouTube page, but the overlords at Google struck me down hard with all the with all of their might. But they can not but they can stop me from emailing you. Nailed it, Walters. Um, I believe he meant to say they cannot stop me from emailing you, but he also said, please don't block me. Uh, the following is a similar version of what was posted on YouTube. Quote it saddens me that no one listed smoked meats in their fave five um, for those who say in their fave five and for those who say walters i put grilled meats on my list you are an ignorant slut who needs to have their man card taken away the aroma of smoked meats is far superior to grilled hell even charcoal grilled meats the best kind of grilling is better than grilled is better than gas grilled meats so disappointed honestly with the number of dudes who submit things to the hood cast, I figured at least one guy would be able to identify that smoked meats are not only superior to grilled meats, but are in fact actually different. Smoked ham, smoked turkey, smoked salmon. Come on, man. Great pod. Walters. Sent via the Samsung Galaxy S8 and AT&T 5G Evolution capable smartphone. All right. Do you want to break his email down or do you want me to read Brian's first and then we can go back and uh, trash Walters? Uh, I mean, I feel like you would have more of an opinion on the, the smoked meat versus the gas or the charcoal meat than I would, so I was going to let you break it down. If do you, you want me to do that to. now or read Brian's? Yeah, let's go to Walter's. Let's finish him up so we don't have to talk about him okay. again and then yeah, go into so Brian. I don't think anybody uh, clarified gas-grilled meats. I'm fairly certain that uh, they just said meat in general. Um, and Gar, do you remember one of my fave fives being brisket? And, I do. And how, and how it smoked and how long we had it smoking? I mean, 
I'm sorry, but isn't that a smoked meat, Walters? See, Walter, I'm waiting for him to contribute. Walter, similar to you, probably only listens to like very select segments of the pod, so he probably wasn't listening to your Faye Five and heard you say brisket. Then I asked you how many hours, and then talked about how Arby's does the old 13 hours brisket, and Arby's is delicious, you know all that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a shame Walter doesn't listen, but we appreciate the email anyways. Good content. Yeah, no, I mean, so um, his uh, novel of an email for not um, going on to Brian's email. Oh, hold on. Hold on. You've got mail. There we go. Hi, guys. As you are turning this show into a series of bits, the thought occurred to me. Is Josh not being prepared real or is it a bit? For the first 48 minutes of the show, the unpreparedness shined brightly. Riveting <laughs> comments like, what? I really wasn't paying attention. And what was I supposed to prepare? He then followed that up with a well-thought-out Fave 5 that was outstanding. Maybe he spent the first 47 minutes preparing for the Fave 5. All in all, another solid show. Contributions from the peanut gallery continue to be solid. Is Hammer really going for a repeat from the sixth spot? Looking forward to playing in the fifth place loser bowl this week for two ping pong balls. Yawn. Love the grum. Brian. Days are getting longer starting today. Yep. E. I just had the soul. Well, Brian. Oh, time to break yours down. I am going to be prepared tonight. How's that headphone, headphone cord treating you, pal? <laughs> you weren't even prepared for your own Starting now, bit. that is. Because <laughs> nothing says preparedness like a headband and the American flag. <laughs> that was too fucking funny. Uh, Josh, so do you feel like you're prepared on a regular basis? Uh, you said you're prepared now for this show, but what about throughout the year? No. And why do you think that gonna, is? Um, because I had a bet with somebody on the over-under number of times that I'm going to be prepared. And I was sitting, I picked the over. <laughs> and I was sitting right at the line last week. So the rest of the show should be pretty solid. I don't know if that logic follows, but I appreciate that you'll be prepared the rest of the year. Um, how about, so here's something I take object with, and it's because Brian's just a little pissy little girl. Looking forward to playing in the fifth place loser bowl this week for two ping pong balls. Eon. Does Brian exist in a world where only what he thinks matters matters? He can't just like build into like the, he can't just be excited to play and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to fucking crush my own son, my own blood so I can get two extra ping pong balls in the lottery. He's got to be like, what's the point? And, you know, kind of a pissy little attitude like you. Yeah, no, I like his attitude. You you white men are all the same, and I despise you. Yeah, yeah. And then going back to Walters, you would like smoked meat. <laughs> Spent uh, a lot of time smoking some meat, if you know what I'm saying. Ayo! All right, so, yep, Josh is unprepared, and uh, Walters doesn't pay attention to Josh's fave five. Um, What else do we got? No voicemails this week for the Fantasy Zone. Oh, we got a couple YouTube comments from Jack. Uh, three specifically, he says, first of all, no, never mind, I'm going to ignore that first one. We're going to count two of them. Uh, he first says on last week's video, this has to be the most prepared Josh has ever been for a two-minute drill. Crushing it. So we got big props on being prepared last week, Josh. Big proud of you. Was uh, that in the first 48 minutes of the show? It was. It was. I, I even, if you remember to last week, I even complimented your two-minute performance from last week. So I was, 
I don't want to say proud of you because I despise your existence, but you did not terrible. Um, and then Josh's or Jack's other comment was, Gar, you haven't ever drank coffee? How have you made it this far in life? Uh, it's called water, and it's actually necessary for life, unlike coffee, which is not necessary for life. And that's that. Um, just a reminder to all you fans out there, if you could really be a chum and you really want to be a super fan, really want to help the show, anytime you see a YouTube video, Facebook comment, whatever we got going on, just give a like and a comment. It'll just raise the visibility, let the other fans see, remind the other fans to contribute and all that. So if you really want to help us out, the likes, the comments, those uh, are appreciated. Josh. Speaking of the two-minute drill, do you feel like you were prepared this week to do um, the two-minute drill? We'll find out. All right. Well, uh, before we before I play the intro and then get going, I know you had texted me. You had texted me about maybe doing like a little game and place the two-minute drill. I told you that was silly, but then I could told I told you, you could do that during your you know two minutes in the two-minute drill. Are you going to do that? Like, should I be looking? Should I be prepared to answer questions, or did you turn a different direction? Nah, because I figured I'd only get through one or maybe two because you'd have to think about them. So I'm doing something a little bit different. Okay. It's called winging it. Nice. All right. Well, let's get this uh, Brian's favorite intro from Audio Owl here going. All right. So I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. 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 A lot of pressure. And here we go. All right. And I will be going first this week, Josh. Okay. I honestly really do like that background song. All right. The fix is in for Tampa Bay. Two weeks in a row, the refs make a lot of questionable calls to make sure Tampa Bay gets that victory. If the NFL really wanted to fix things, they could be a little lit, a little bit less obvious about it, but they don't care. They're racking in billions of dollars, and we're the suckers who tune in every week and buy their merch and all this and that. So I guess who's the real losers here, me or them? New England was technically eliminated from playoff contention following their loss to the Dolphins this week, and for some reason, I still don't believe it. It seems like Bill Belichick's still going to find some loophole, some glitch, some something somewhere that's going to get him into the playoff picture and get him a Super Bowl victory under Cam Newton. I don't know what he's going to do, I don't know how he's going to do it, but it just doesn't feel real that New England was eliminated from playoff contention. Also, the fucking Jets won a game. Can we talk about that? The whole Josh, your whole minute should be about the Jets winning a game, because that's incredible. Sean McVay, what are you doing? Go ahead. Well, I will continue on your point about the Jets winning a game. I think it's more like, Adam Gase, what are you doing? Because with the number two overall pick, you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) So, more on that later. Now, we have a very important announcement to make. Last week, you may have tuned in and heard all about your opportunity to get Christmas gifts from Levi Oki. This week, I would like to introduce you to an opportunity for none, no one other than the Hood Pod to present a Christmas treat to your family. Starting at the low price of $4.99, we would be willing to record a special holiday greeting for you and your loved ones. If you'd like to upgrade to the premium package for $14.99, we'll include a video message that would potentially contain nudity for an additional 99 cents. 
I don't know if I like the nudity part only being an additional 99 cents. So the, to be clear, the voice card was 4.99. Video message was 14.99, and the nudity is for 15.98. Yeah, I'm not good at valuing things. I mean, I'm just. I just figured no one would want to pay more than a dollar for us. <laughs> then why'd you price it at 4.99? You're just making a fake product at that point. Well, I'm talking about the nudity. Oh, I see. I'd pay more I than think, Oh, I just got three new emails for the <laughs> video. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We'll be taking out our bits for people to see. Oh, God. All right, Josh, you're first heading into week 16. Jesus Christ. What, what kind of podcast are we running here? All right. So getting back to the football season, we're entering week, I guess it's week 16, but... We're talking, we have some quarterbacks that are going to be upcoming and they may have potentially played their last snap or will be playing their last snap for their current football team. Cam Newton, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby B, Tarod Taylor, Andy Dalton, Jamie Swinston, and Dwayne the No Brain Haskins. Now, I'm going to go back to Tyrod Taylor. What are the odds the Jaguars sign Tyrod Taylor and draft Trevor Lawrence to play behind him for a little bit? Because Baker Mayfield, stud, recently. Herbie Hancock, stud. Do you know what they have in common? They were backing up Turrod Taylor until he got hurt. Stabbed in the lung the last time. Yeah, well, you know, they just wanted to hurry that injury up up (laughs) a bit. So I'm just throwing it out there. Where is he going? Watch out for the Turrod. Good call by Josh. All right. First game of the week this week is the Christmas Day showdown between the Minnesota Vikings and the Nolens Saints. And I really personally can't decide what I want for Christmas. A Vikings loss would obviously give us a better draft position, slightly at least. A Vikings win would give all the immature, non-nuanced uh, ability to have Vikings fans the pleasure of creaming the Saints once again. We appear to be their kryptonite in the 2010s for some reason, and I love it. So it depends. Do we want to be immature little bitches and beat them for no reason and just hurt our future team? Or do we want to help our future team? It's honestly really tough to decide what I want. But Christmas Day, what a present. The Steelers are totally dead, right? There's no way they beat the red hot or my red hot Daddy Rivers this weekend, do they? Philly Rivers, come on, man. And speaking of, could the 10-4 and Brownies steal the AFC North from the Steelers? Never say never. I do want to point out that last week in my two-minute drill, I did say the Steelers were going to lose out. Backtracked a little saying they may not lose to Cincy, but I did say they were going to lose out. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's still, you know, two games left. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, Gar, should we move into something a little bit more fantastic? Like what, Josh? Maybe a little bit more fun? Sure. What would you have in mind? It's time for Fun Fantasy Fun Time. Yay! Josh, how we doing? You were in a lot of playoff matches. You had a lot of buys last week. How salty are your grains heading into championship weekend for most of the world? Just one more pass. That's all you needed. Just one more catch. Um, no, I'm I'm I wanted I was confident in my team in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League, but Tony Pollard came out and just rubbed a cactus all over my face just rubbed it in um 
The only bright spot is I did end up winning in the Victoria Secret League to advance to the finals for the second year in a row. No big I deal. Won, won in the Dynasty League, so I'm in the championships. I got over my kryptonite, Connor. Ladies. Suck it, Connor. And I did win in the guillotine, so I'm in the finals for the guillotine, the Dynasty, and the Victoria Secret League. So not bad. And then the third place game. Um, all in all, I think the minimum winnings that I could have, I'd still I'd come out positive on the year, which is what you're going for. You definitely want to make money playing fantasy. Uh, so three of my teams made the playoffs. I lost once last week and then won this week. So I finished in fifth in the BSB League. Shout out to Latvia and Australia and everywhere else. Lost in my most expensive league. I knew it was coming. I had been lucky all year. Um, I ended up losing. I didn't mention this on the pod last week. I mentioned it to a couple of my friends throughout the week. I lost to my mother's husband's team who couldn't be at the draft this year. So I drafted his entire team, $150 league, and he just cr- Creams me in the semifinals. I'm going to try and really guilt him into giving me some of that, you know, winnings he's going to get next week because um, he's looking like he's got a pretty good shot to win this thing. I don't think anything will come of it, but I refuse to put anything in my winnings uh, sell there until I see if I can grease him for something. Plus, I think last year I came in third place in this league and I got 200 bucks, so that'll give me ha- back half of what I invested in fantasy this year. I won in my most expensive or my cheap one of my cheapest leagues, I should say. Going to the championship, it's really a 50-50. It depends on how Tua plays. Um, but it's a $20 league with 16 people. So even if it was win or take all, which I almost guarantee it wasn't, the most I could win is 320 I'm probably going to win, I don't know, like 150 bucks if I win and maybe you know 50 bucks if I come in second. So I, it looks, it's looking pretty bad for me to get back my winnings for this fantasy year at the moment. But, you know, sometimes you get got. Josh, how did we do on FanDuel last week? Top 15, bro. Top 15. Wow. How'd you get so good? Well, you know, I just uh, figured set the bar a little bit lower, try and be in the top 19, and I did. So I'm pretty pretty sure only 18 people participated last week. So, I mean, for you to be in the top 19, it's pretty heckin' good, fam. Let me just yeah, com- yeah, let me just compliment you. So I see you put down the best values. Before I go for those real quick, the top performers, Jalen Hurts was probably surprised to a lot of people. He scored the most raw points last week, 37.82 as a quarterback for the Eagles. Ryan Tannehill, my guy that I recommended, 37.02 um, fantasy points as a quarterback for the Titans. Kyler Murray, 34.14 as a quarterback for the Cardinals. Lamar Jackson, 30.22 as a quarterback for the Ravens. And then David Montgomery, 28.7 as a running back for the Bears. So a very quarterback-heavy week. And Josh, did you think you would see Jalen Hurts at the top of this list for top performers? Uh, no. I really? It, I, I was genuinely shocked. Like he had, he had a decent week when he started last week, but I didn't think he'd put up quite that kind of a show this week. Who did he play? Uh, they played the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, no, that that's a pretty shocking. I guess you know to keep up. Didn't they? They ended up winning, didn't they, or did they lose? The Eagles lost. It was uh, thirty-three to twenty-six in the end. But yeah, okay, almost forty yeah. Fan, only almost forty fantasy points that hurts. That's yeah. No, I, I do remember seeing him contribute to a lot of their touchdowns. So, um, yeah, I think the biggest shock there is Pollard. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a late scratch. I mean, Zeke was technically questionable, but you just assume a stud's going to play. You didn't hear much about it until right up until game time. Pollard, if you got him in six point 
value, six times value, whatever you want to say. Jalen Hurts was a 5'5". Uh, Zach Pascal, a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, 4.9 times value. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was a 4.8 times value. Kyler Murray, 4.3. Then the Cowboys defense playing San Francisco, who allowed 33 points was a 4.2 times value so that's kind of nuts that they allowed 33 points must have had a defensive score i would assume in part of their 15 fantasy points but i'm honestly not sure off the top of my head josh who do you like last week and why are we terrible at picking players that are actually eligible to be in our contest well i would have thought that they were because it's still a weekend game it's not a thursday game i guess when you Class, I guess if it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it doesn't count the weekend it, as the weekend game. So eh, I had Carolina running backs. They didn't do so hot. Um, AJ Brown versus Detroit, he had 12.9. And then Tom Brady at Atlanta had 23.4. So not the worst, but not the best. Sure. I like Josh Allen last week, who also played on Saturday, and our contest don't start until Sunday. So I look big dumb. Cam Akers, again, the Jets somehow lost to, or the, Rams somehow lost to the Jets, and so I thought for sure Cam Akers running back for the Rams was going to have an incredible night and just shit the bed. I was very disappointed in the whole Rams organization. And then T.Y. Hilton versus Houston, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm somehow a curse with these picks, but T.Y. Hilton only got 9.1 points as a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. And Cam Akers got hurt, which is probably why his production wasn't necessarily as he, he high did as get expected. hurt, and the, but the, he came back into the game, so a boy can dream. Um, really? But, yeah, he did. Oh, that's weird because they already called him out for this week. Yeah, he's got a high ankle sprain. Um, so this week, Josh, I like Dave Montgomery at Jacksonville. Dave Montgomery, if you're not familiar, is the red hot running back for the Bears. This guy has been kind of wishy-washy the last year or two, and then this the the second half of this year, he has just been lighting it up. So against Jacksonville, he should do great, but just like Cam Akers was supposed to do great last week, I'm sure David Montgomery will die on the field. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm just going to ride the wave, baby, why not? Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, playing Dallas. I like him this week as your QB. And then I went with just, uh, you know, maybe a surprise pick, maybe a cheaper guy if you're looking uh, for some uh, p- to pinch some pennies. Tim Patrick, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, has been outperforming Jerry Judy lately for some reason with Drew Locke back. Um, so this wide receiver for the Broncos, I like playing against the Chargers. Josh, who do you like yeah. this week? Um, I've got uh, – I just about read last week's again. That would have been embarrassing. Um, I've got somebody who – and I typically try to stray away from my own players, but I've got somebody on my dynasty team, Robert Woods, going up against Seattle, divisional matchup. Um, next, I have Melvin Gordon, who got two touchdowns somehow last week, going up against the Chargers. Their defense has been struggling a bit. And then I had Herbie versus Denver. So Herbie Hancock using his Hancock to throw tutters. All right. Because nobody, nobody, nobody dislikes when their quarterback goes completely bonkers after losing by two points to make it to the finals. Nobody, huh? Can't think of a single person? Also, two of the three players there are on Walter's team, and that's who I'm playing in the Victoria's Secret Championship. He's already started talking trash, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, good job, Walter's. You beat me. If you really want to get under Walter's skin, it's really been working for me all year. Just make sure to call him a fraud. He really, he'll really go out of his way to prove you wrong that he's not a fraud. Just keep calling him a fraud, though. You actually have to say it. I just figured he knew. I've I've been trying to remind him, but he refuses to believe me for some reason. But just call him a fraud, and he'll really like it. Um, okay. go, going on to that fan duel leaderboard, Josh. So, 
Maybe this is some age of Aquarius nonsense that got here just a little bit early, but no one can legitimately, intelligently explain to me why Jesse Ray fucking Morissette is still on top of this goddamn fan duel leaderboard. Responsibilities, 1894.14 on top. Vinegar Strokes, Aaron, 1889.14. It's only four, exactly five points behind Jesse. I can't, I can't really say that I want Aaron to win because Aaron creams me in his fantasy league every year and he like seems to change the rules somehow to always make it make sure his team's the best. I know he, I don't think he's not going to win this year, but I don't want Aaron to win just out of spite. And then in the third place, we got Audio Al, 1861, so only about 33 points back there. Um, and then Jack, a little bit more of a distant fourth, 1843, so you know 51 points back. But it's still in one's race. There's two weeks left. I'm 99% positive, like I said, we'll play this through week 17, so we've still got two weeks to go, but... Jesse's on top, and I just don't. I just don't understand it. Who do you have? Anyone in those top, you know, four or five that you prefer to win? I know you, uh, you've only met Aaron maybe a couple times at a Super Bowl party and maybe at a, a, a Schultz event. You know, Audio Al has contributed a lot to our podcast. I'd say, you know, good for him if he wins. Um, my wife is still in the running, so I'm going to cheer for her. Um, you know, she'd have to have a couple, you know, top performer weeks, but uh, anything's possible. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and pick Green Bay and, and you're good to go, Nikita. Yeah, you probably shouldn't give her any advice because if you give her the wrong advice, she will literally tear your head off. So you're probably best in the silence mode for these last she couple of weeks. She doesn't have a ladder. <laughs> oh man. All right. I think that's enough for the Fantasy Zone, Josh. Let's get right on into these Hidden Oaks highlights. And we're, we started a little bit slow, but we're kind of cruising here. And I just want to call it in the chat something I missed earlier from Levi. Um, for, right from the top of the show, I just missed it. My mic was in the way. He said, watch out. I hear uh, hear the warehouse boys are kind of good at b-ball. So just make sure you're careful, Josh, in that big basketball game you got going on tomorrow. I'm not too worried. <laughs> All right, Josh. So Hidden Oaks highlights. Uh, we'll talk about the Dynasty League briefly, just out of respect. Um, you are in the championship this week with... <laughs> Maybe a bit of a sore spot playing Derek in the Dynasty Championship. How do you feel? Um, I, I didn't really take any notes. I figured you'd be familiar with the matchup considering you're in it. But how do you feel? What are your chances to beat Derek after losing to him last week? Do you think there's any superstition involved? What are your thoughts? Well, I just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too salty about losing to Derek. I mean, he put up great numbers um, in the redraft league. So good for him there. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um for this league, if I were to lose, I might be a little bit hurt because I do feel like I have the better team. My, like, I mean, like you've you been to, to be fair, you've been saying that probably since the league started, and this is your first time you being in the championship game, I believe. So. Yeah, but I've got back-to-back third-place finishes. Heyo. <laughs> um, no, I just I feel like yeah, I'm gonna lose. As I put in the notes, his story repeats its shelf. Which oh. is dumb, dumb for history repeats itself. Gotcha. So I mean, I mean, who, who, who are you familiar with your players at all? Just give me a couple. Like, who has a good matchup? Who has a bad matchup? No, I, I think that I've gotten to the point in the season where I can admit to you that when I look at my lineup, I really don't look at my lineup. I just say, okay, they're still playing because I had. If they're on a buy, I'll change out somebody, but I don't go through and think about the matchups in that league as much as I do the redraft. Mm-hmm. So there, there's probably some players that should have seen the playing field that didn't. Um, but I do know I have um, Scary Terry, Devonta Adams, um, Aaron Jones, 
I think Aaron Jones's matchup is going to be the most favorable. He might have, he might be my leading scorer this week, and that's my bold prediction. I don't even know who Derek has. Does he still have Julio? Uh, he's got Russell. He's got James Robinson, Dave Montgomery, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill. He's got Gronk, Justin Tucker, ooh Trubisky on the bench. Watch out for that little nugget. Um, I am not seeing Julio unless he's on his IR. No, he does not have Julio. So um, Tyreek Hill would be definitely the best receiver he's trotting yeah. out there. Yep, and and so you know it would only be only be poetic justice if Tyreek Hill comes out and drops a forty bomb on me after he put up twelve against him last week. <sighs> There'd be some, they'd be in cahoots if that's the case. All right, Josh. So I'll go ahead and take Josh to win this one. Uh, do you take yourself? Do you take Derek? Gotta be confident in Derek here. <laughs> Ooh, to Connor. lose. Ooh, got him right at the end there. All right. Yeah. So we're both taking Josh, and I'm sure we'll both be wrong. Josh, let's get right into the redraft, and I'm only slightly unprepared for that. Oh, uh, boy. Ugh. I have it. I have everything you need to know. Yeah, I know, but I got I to gotta do my bit. I've been doing the bit every week, and so now I just feel wrong if I don't no, do no, it. No, 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 yeah. no. There's no bit here. Oh, <laughs> uh, Josh. Better not meet, read me first. What did you say? Read you first? You got it, pal. All right. A couple of fallen soldiers in the Hidden Oaks Hunger Games. Joshua Mitchell, the number one seed. Sour Cream and Tunyon, who didn't even have Tunyon on his team. That's why he lost. Jeremy now. So long, rookie. You made us proud, but not proud enough. All right, Josh, who do we got this week in the championship matchup? We Dem Voids versus the Walking Tacos. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny because if you were to, I think halfway through the season, you had written Derek off. He was, uh, he was at the bottom the of the bottom. league. I mean, yeah. to be fair, he drafted Michael Thomas third overall, and Michael Thomas has done nothing for him the entire year. Right. Um, kind of like Zeke. Um, what do you want from me? I'm not perfect. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I have Zeke in the other league. I had him on the bench before I found out he was out. He wasn't going to play, so, or he wasn't going to start on my team. That silly man. Absolutely um, not. And then Hammer needed luck to get needed other things to happen in order to make the playoffs at all. So the fact that both of these guys are in the championship, it's kind of fun. Um, as far as matchups go, I mean the projections based on or the projections for the week, they're. You know, Derek's projected to win by five, but if you look at their players' averages throughout the season, and I feel like 16 or 15 games already is good enough to run those averages and kind of count those. Mm-hmm. Um, they're within um, one point of each other, 1.7 points. So it, it, I have a feeling it's going to be close. Hopefully it's closer than the semifinals matchup between me and Derek because then there's a little bit of pain for the other person. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> You're not a sore loser, are you? No, I'm just sore. My chest hurts. Uh, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, going through here, since you did say we want to break it down, Brian, got, you can gotta, go ahead and play some music for about the next 10 yeah, minutes. I'm Brian, Brian Gint Bent, I know you're not in the league or you're not, you're not in the championship, but these players deserve our respect. Derek won't listen to the pod, but Hammer listens every week. He deserves this, okay? He earned it. So just going down by position, I got... Uh, 
Hammer has Lamar Jackson. Derek has Tom Brady. I gave the edge here to Lamar just based on the matchup. Um, or not the matchup, but the well, the matchup for Lamar himself. He's a more mobile quarterback. The Giants suck at run defending. So it's going to open up some opportunities for option and then uh, dumping the ball off to uh, um, his wide receivers if needed. Um, Tom Brady is going up against Detroit. He's projected more points, but um, I don't... Uh, I do see Lamar as the better option here. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, so right now they're projected within a point of each other, but obviously Lamar's had the higher average all year. It's hard to go against Lamar in this scenario because the Bucks have just been a weird team all year, so I, I think I would prefer Lamar as well. Uh, going on to the running backs, Hammer has Austin Eckler and James Robinson. Um, Derek has DeAndre Swift and Tony Pollard. Um I, I guess I didn't even put the benches on here. There could be changes in all this, but um, as as of, right, st- as of right that? as of right now, the only running back on Derek's bench is Mike Davis. So obviously, who knows what's going to happen in Carolina? But then um, it's Tuesday. Transactions could happen. But right now, Mike Davis is the only running back he's got on the bench. All right, so it's likely going to stay the same um, unless transactions happen. But I gave the edge to Hammer here with Eckler and Robinson, uh, just based on the production that they've had and the consistency when they are on the field. Robinson's banged up, but I mean, he's he's played with a giraffe, a mustached man, and somebody named Jake Lufa or Gluten, Gluten. I don't even know. Um, and he's still done solid all year. Um, and then Eckler just returned from injury going up against Denver, whose defense has not necessarily been top tier. Yeah. ESPN does the same. They give the favorability for both to Eckler and Robinson. Um, Deandre Swift was on Derek's bench last week. And if that would have cost him the matchup, I would have laughed a lot. He put up like 22 going against Tampa Bay's defense is tough to say, but I definitely think I would prefer, well, I would prefer Eckler, but I would prefer Swift. So I'd give it one and one there. Uh, Swift against Tampa Bay, I think is better than James Robinson against Chicago. So, and who yeah, knows no, what I, the hell's happened going to happen with Pollard. I would agree. Uh, the only way James Robinson does like above projection is if Akeem Hicks gets hurt. First, yeah. Goal line touches. Yep. Um, going on to wide receivers, Hammer has Cooper Cup, Rashad Higgins um, in there in the starting wide receiver slots. And then Derek has Stefan Diggs and AJ Brown. Um, I gave the edge there to Derek, pretty hands down. Um, those yeah. two are stud wide receivers. Um, Diggs is arguably um, one of the best right now in the NFL, uh, just based on production. 100%. Um, and then A.J. Brown is is going up against Green Bay. He'll probably be shattered by Jair Alexander, but he's still going to get his catches and his yards, I'm guessing, because Green Bay gets up by seven any point during the game. Uh, Mike Pettin decides to go into prevent defense. So there's that. Right. Yeah, I mean, Stephon, the only question mark here is Stephon Diggs. He got, there was like a little thing with his leg or foot. I don't quite remember, to be honest, off the top of my head, but that's questionable. And whether or not Stephon Gilmore plays, because I mean, I know um, Bill Belichick, even with a terrible team, likes to take away your best option, but definitely Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown on paper are you know, leaps and bounds above Cooper Cup and Rashad Higgins. You could argue Cooper Cup playing the Seattle defense, which was really bad earlier in the year, has been stepping up lately, but definitely got to give the wide receiver edge to Derek there. Yep. Uh, tight end. Uh, Hammer has Noah Font um, and Derek has Robert Tunyon. Um, I went with Tunyon. This one was maybe one of the closer matchups in my eyes, but Tunyon has had the um, repeated um, production. Yeah, he's had a touch on the last five straight games, so um, he's he's seen his goal line catches and, and shocker, he's the third ranked tight end in PPR. 
Yeah, tight ends this year. I mean, obviously PPR helps, but tight ends this year have been very touchdown dependent. If your name's not Travis Kelsey, um, it's really a wash. If you get a touchdown, you know, or not. Yeah, Darren Waller sucks. Yeah, oh, okay, well, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably give the edge to Tunyon, too. If he doesn't get that touchdown, though, that's going to be brutal. Uh, moving on to the flex, I'll take this one, Josh. we got Tyler Boyd, the namesake for his team. Uh, we Dem Boyd's going up against Chris Godwin. Um, Tyler Boyd without um, – Jake, oh God, what's his name? What's it's the quarterback? Joe, Joe Burrow. Why did I say Jake? Joe Burrow. Um, he has just not been the same, and he's already, he's banged up a little bit. So you got to give the edge to Godwin for sure, in my mind. I gave it to Boyd just based on the fact that they're going, or just because they're going up against Houston, who's one of the worst pass defending teams. Um, he did. Boyd has had some production under uh, what's his nuts, uh, Ryan Finley. That's his. Yeah. Um, he had a decent game last week, if I remember correctly. Um, but um, this one was another close one as far as matchups go. I know Godwin had a down week last week. He had a touchdown, but that was about all his production was. Um, but like you said, this team is very, very weird, Tampa Bay. So depending on uh, how good L feels about if they should win this game or not, that's probably how it depends on what happens. Sure. But defense. Um <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just kidding. Defense wins championships. Hammer has the Dolphins, who've been performing quite well. And then Derek has the Bills. Um, I gave the edge to the Bills. Yeah, I mean, the New New England offense has been terrible all year. Um, The only thing that would be, you know, defensive scores, I mean, that would still hurt the defense just because it's points against that team technically. But, I mean, that's going to be a rough, rough matchup there. And the the Raiders have been reeling for some reason, so the Dolphins shouldn't be a bad defensive play either. Um, So that's, you know, I think they're pretty equal, honestly. I'll give the edge to the Bills. Uh, Interesting to me here, moving on to the kickers, because I know everyone cares cares about kickers. Um, Traditionally, Derek has always loved Greg Zerline, so to see him on hammer, team is just a little fun bit for me because i've been in a lot of fantasy leagues with derek and been to a lot of drafts and derek likes to take kickers high so greg zerline here's interesting and then jason sanders who cares um but so yeah to round out the bench i mean i don't think we'll see too many switches here we got james connor raheem moster john smith tim patrick and the rams defense on hammer's bench i don't really see anything changing there unless he wants to switch out john smith for noah fant but i don't know why he would at this point um i mean their the position ranks pretty similar but john smith um, i think he got banged up at one point in the year just did bad um derek's got michael thomas who's back on the ir mike davis justin jefferson maybe but his receivers are just too good uh then Taysom hill he will probably drop in all honesty and then the cowboys defense against philly which he probably won't play so they could switch out their defenses with their transactions here at the end of the week but overall josh it definitely feels like you're leaning Derek. Or what do you think here? Yeah, I'm I'm leaning Derek, um, but it, it, yeah, I just feel like he has more of that boom potential. And so that's I'm going to go with the guy who beat me. Sure, I mean, yeah, it's you know, I said I've been saying this for a while. Derek definitely has the higher floor here, but Hammer just keeps squeaking his way out. I mean, obviously, if Hammer would have played anyone but Jeremy last week, Hammer would not be here. But that doesn't matter. What happened last week is done. What only ha- matters happens here. If we go back talking about Derek's struggles earlier in the year, I can see here on AV's, um, ESPN their previous matchup: Weedem Boyd's um, in Week Eight against the Walking Tacos. Hammer beat Derek ninety-eight point seven two to seventy-four point one six. So. Derek put up how about half those are our the, finalists <laughs> sir that was just a week eight game but yeah those are our two finalists the number two seed or the number five seed the number six seed I believe off the top of my head I don't have it in front of me but yeah I mean I'm gonna just because he seems to upset everybody I'll take the upset 
No, I can't do it. I'm taking Derek for sure. I'm taking Derek for sure, Hammer. And maybe that'll be motivation to give your players a nice little speech before their games. But there's no way you can look at this on paper and pick Hammer. You'd only pick Hammer based on intuition or just for the fun of picking the upset. There's On paper, this looks Derek all the way. Yeah. Sorry, we got an email. Oh, did um, we? Yeah, Derek sent a voicemail. No, oh, I know that. Um, so okay, so we got a uh, we got a voicemail here. So and something we haven't mentioned on the pod, but I mentioned them in a text message to the league. Both Derek and Hammer have won this league twice already. So this is for the hat trick. This is for ultimate supremacy in the history of the league for winning it three times. Um, you know, it's a, it's a men or it's a it's a world ruled by white men, and these white men want their throne. So uh, we have is, a vo- um, is Hammer going to be able to uh, beat someone other than you in the finals though? That's the big question. Go tuck yourself in, Josh. Okay, I don't. Sorry, I just I don't needed need one that. cheap shot. I don't I need that right one. now. Move. I accidentally shot myself. If I would have started anyone other than the guy I started last year in the championship, I would have won. It's okay. We all know about it. Um, but anyways, do we want to hear Derek's email first or Hammer's email first? Um, I'd rather listen to their voicemails, but we should go with Ours, the order yeah. that we were they were received. All right, so it'll be Hammer first, then, and you were correct. You will be listening to voicemails. You've got voicemail. Here's Hammer first. Uh, some people would call it luck being in the finals, and uh, you know what? I'd I'd probably call it luck as well, uh, being there. Um, I feel like I've gotten this far not so much as uh, my team being really good, but most other teams having in uh, an off week. But uh, you know, it is what it is, and that's why we play the game. Um, how am I feeling going into the final? I feel okay about it. I'm feeling a lot better that Josh isn't in it. I think Josh was averaging more points than I've ever scored in a single week. So, um, yeah, so, it, you know, tough break for Josh, but uh, I definitely like my matchup with Derek a little better. Um, for, for me to win this game, I'm hoping that I just have a couple guys go off. Uh, it's going to be to the last second setting the lineup. It looks like I got uh, quite a few injuries and uh, a few questionable uh, players in the lineup. So, I'm just really going to have to uh, key into the lineups into the last second there. But, uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Hammer. And then for Derek, this one literally came in like a couple minutes ago, so I have no idea what it says. But let's see what Derek's got And as a rebuttal slash trash talk slash good luck. Hey, everyone. Your boy Derek here. Um, not uh, not a, a longtime listener, but I promise to start being. I'm just a shitty friend. Um, shout out to listen. Garlic and Josh for having their podcast. Um, a little bit about the matchup. I plan on winning. I have a lot of good receivers. I just got to pick the right ones. Um, if my running backs do their job, which has been a struggle all year, then I should be all right. Um, Hammer's team is okay. It's just not as good as mine. He limped in the playoffs, but he's won in the playoffs, so I guess that's what counts. Um, if I can't win, I hope he's the winner. Uh, but I do plan on winning and uh, I'm taking home the big money. And uh, that's about all I got. Love you all. Oh, Derek is always good for a laugh. Um, so yeah, if you, if anyone out there cares, is not in the league. Three hundred bucks is on the line here for the champion. Champion gets three hundred bucks. Runner up gets one hundred fifty bucks. So that's there. Also, the bragging rights of being the you know, the ultimate uh, supremest of the league. And you know, hopefully, Carmel Bear is still listening. Do you think we could guilt Carmel Bear into drawing just like a little fan art of the champion? He says he likes to make content for the pod. So you think if you think he'd make a fan art for our champion for next week's show? Yeah, maybe. Um, 
I, I feel bad asking him to provide his services without uh, proper compensation, but um, I suppose if we call him cute, maybe he would. Um, Carl, you're cute? He pretty much instantly put in the chat, I got you. So big shout out to Carl and Bear. We're a big fan of yours. And uh, as, as a repayment for you giving us free fan art next week, I promise when Walter steals this idea or um, – Alex steals this idea, or you know, T whoever's the commissioner of the the leagues they're in. When they steal that idea and they pay you full price, uh, that's your that's our that's our payment to you. Congratulations on the business. So, um, oh, go ahead, Josh. No, I was just going to say that uh, Derek's voicemail uh, just sort of put my heart at ease uh, to the point where that's the guy I lost to, and, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, he he's a he's a true true friend. Thank Derek, you, Derek. Both Derek and Hammer are lovely fellows. If you take away the spite in our heart for just a second, I'd be very happy to see either of them win. Obviously, they've both already won this league previously in this league. This inception or this iteration of the league only started in 2014. So um, for them to have already both won twice says a lot about them. So I'd be happy to see either of them win. Uh, I just want to, and uh, we both are picking Derek to be clear. Um, and just to touch on, we have the Dumpster Bowl coming up as well. We got the Catalina Wine Mixing versus the Shoe Slingers, Jamie versus Willie. Loser gets the League Punishment. So this is our first year doing the League Punishment this way. Got to wear the Dumpster Fire Medallion um, for uh, at all group events, which, you know, with COVID, maybe there'll be no group events and they'll get off scot-free. But that is the punishment, and uh, I'm looking forward to see if they try it at all because that was the hope is just get people care through Week 16. But um you know only half the league only half the league wanted that so we'll see if they actually care or not so if jamie loses and hammer wins and they put the dumpster fire medallion on the trophy do we explode i think the entire universe will yeah will cease to exist there'll be a big bang 2.0 and that'll be it okay just curious all right, Josh, go ahead, and I'm going to go see, because I can't remember if I took it home or not, um, but if you could go ahead and just intro the Fave 5 for us here, I'm going to go see if I have something in my closet real quick, okay? So just talk about what the Fave 5 is this week and maybe your thought process. Okay. So while Garlic goes to collect the dead hooker in his closet, I'm going to introduce our Fave 5, which this week is Nintendo characters. Now, Garlic may have had some stipulations last week. I know he did. He seemed a little heated about these things, but I went and I just picked characters that I know are part of Nintendo. So um, so I got guys like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, um, most of the Avengers, um, you know, the, the Pac-Man guy, um, the ghost from Pac-Man, the red ghost. Um, there's also that blue ghost from Pac-Man. Um, we've got the Dig Dug. That's a big Nintendo guy. Um, Are all of these actually any actually Nintendo characters at all? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is Marvel Nintendo? <laughs> Marvel is not, I would not count Marvel as a Nintendo. Is mayonnaise a Nintendo? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. All right, uh, so the Fave 5, Josh already talked about. We got Nintendo characters. We got plenty of fan submissions this week, but I just wanted to grab real quick. This is the Loser Punishment, the medallion. Uh, it's obviously just a picture of a dumpster fire. Then the inscription on the back reads, The Dumpster Fire Medallion, to be worn by those who are truly hot garbage. So act, either Jamie or Willie will be done in this thing for a calendar year. And I'll wear it right now because I would say, at least half the league would say I'm a dumpster fire of a commissioner. So just to make you proud, I'll wear this for the rest of the show. Uh, but all right. <laughs> all right, Josh. Uh, Faye five this week. I believe the first one came in from Audio Al, so let's see what he's got. 
All right, boys, I'm here watching Monday Night Football, and hopefully Deontay Johnson, he just had his first target, went right off his fingertips. Maybe he'll get benched. That's the only chance I got against Josh in the guillotine league, but whatever. Uh, fave five Nintendo characters. Number five, Shy Guy. Number four, Diddy Kong. Number three, Fox. Number two, we'll go with Kirby. And number one, Lotho. Who just calls him Fox? No one just calls him Fox. It's either Fox well, McCloud or Star name. Fox. I was going to say, maybe they're not on a first name basis, so he doesn't feel comfortable calling him Star. I guess. I mean, but yeah, Yoshi is a good one there. Shy Guy, I guess, I don't know why, but Shy Guy, surprise pick for me. What did you think about his list of Nintendo characters there, Josh? I'm pretty sure that's that was a surprise to me. I don't mind his characters. Um, I do also think that, you know, as we go through the season, Al's fave five submissions are literally the first five things that pop into his head, not necessarily his favorite. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's A-OK by me um, because it just means that they're on his mind. So, yeah. Well done, Audio Al. Rock on. All right, let's go to Hammer's fave five next. Let's see what Hammer had to say for his uh, fave five Nintendo characters. Coming at you with my five favorite Nintendo characters. At number five, I got Bowser. I mean, what is Mario without Bowser? I like when he spins on a shelf. I got Wario, mostly because when you're playing Mario Kart, I just like the noise he makes when he hits somebody with a shell or passes somebody. That- <laughs> at number three, I got Link. Uh, spent a lot of time playing Ocarina of Time. Um, so love that. Uh, at number two, Captain Falcon. He's my go-to Super Smash Bros. character, so I had to get him in there. And at number one, the obvious, uh, I, I got to put the Hammer Bros. Uh, I mean, two guys chucking hammers, what's not to like? I was not prepared for the Hammer Bros. pick. Again, that's just like a, a backward or a, a back background character, so to speak. But, you know, an opponent in the platformer games. But what? That, he's the Hammer Bros. Him and his brothers. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't prepared for that. I like that though. It was a top pick at a hammer. That's I like that. What do you? Any other things stand out to you, Josh, other than the Hammer Bros? Uh, no, he has a, a nice list of video game characters there. So I mean, most of these are video games, um, but you know, I feel like he had examples from each of the video games. Some of these I won't. Did you ever play Ocarina of Time? I did not play any of the Zelda games. What's wrong with you? Uh, and I ask you as a guy who also never played any of them. Um, well, Ocarina of Time, wasn't that on the Switch? I don't know. No, that one was the first, like one of the earlier ones. Never mind. Um, I don't know which one. Is that. I don't, I don't I'm not, know. I'm, I'm not cultured, Josh. I was just asking if you had played. Sorry. No, I don't play. All right. We got Brian's fave, five Nintendo characters. Brian, obviously the ancient listener of the podcast. It'll be interesting to see what he says. You think he he'll probably call, said Dig Dug. You think he'll call Mario uh, Jumpman or whatever he was originally called? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I feel like Brian went to Wikipedia and searched Nintendo characters from the <laughs> 1950s, and that's who he's going to pull out of his hat. Right, well, I, hope, I honestly didn't listen to it, so I hope I didn't spoil the joke out of Brian there, but let's see if he says Jumpman. <laughs> This Hi, this is Brian with this week's Fave 5. Once again, covering a topic that I am not that familiar with. Because as I've mentioned to both of you many times before, when I was a child, we had outside. So, I've only got three for you this week because that is all the Nintendo characters I could possibly name. One, Donkey Kong. 
two, Luigi, and three, Mario. You can put them in any order that you would like, because it really doesn't matter, because I had outside. Have a great day. Uh, thanks, Kirby. Uh, so he had outside there. I'm surprised. I'm a little upset, honestly, that he didn't pick like the Duck Hunt uh, dog or shooter guy. Because I mean, Duck Hunt, big Nintendo game. I know Brad had that growing up. They had the orange gun and everything. Brian, that's a Nintendo character. I know you could have thought of it, unless you're just too old to remember way back into the 1990s. I mean, I, I personally loved his list. He allows for some flexibility so that we could adjust his list any way we choose. It is, um, it is nice to plug and play. I, I am I am curious about this outside. We may have to do a Fave 5 outside sometime just to see what his Fave 5 outside is. <laughs> his Fave 5 um, outside? <laughs> but um, but that option that option's on the table. We might have to put it into next season's rotation. Might have to. Okay, so I believe, so yeah, we got Al done, we got Hammer done, we got Brian done. So we only had four submissions this week, and the last one coming in is Levi's. And Levi's usually good for a chuckle, but he's also very passionate about his video games, so we'll see if he takes it serious this week or not. Here is Carmel Bear's Fave 5 Nintendo Characters. Hey boys, Merry Christmas, and if you're not into that kind of thing, happy Toyotathon. Carmel's <laughs> Fave 5 Nintendo characters. Number 5, Cheap Skipper. In the new Super Mario's Brother game, this fish boss tries to kill you. He looks like a puffer fish with migraine, and I love him. At number 4, Tingle. This Legend of Zelda character dresses in a tight green bodysuit with a KKK hood. It doesn't quite fit, which I guess is on brand because that's how I would describe him in the game. Number 3, The Ghost of Wrinkly Kong. This gorilla is the grandma to the famous Donkey Kong who comes to you as a force ghost in a nightgown. She's like a sexy Yoda, and I think that's very cash money for Nintendo to include her so that the kids can dole the topic of death head on. At number two, Sandbag. In Super Smash Bros., you basically beat the shit out of this guy in the home run <laughs> minigame. I feel personally connected to him because he's built like a hot dog. Number one, Dennis Hopper as King Koopa in the 1993 Super Mario Bros. movie. Somewhere between Trump, a wilted sunflower, and a newly hired manager at Hot Topic lives this character. He has a tongue that I'm sure his wife is a fan of and a jacket I wish I could fit into. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. I'll let Jesus figure it out. Holy, I was, <laughs> I was not prepared for that list. Somehow each week. So, I mean, Josh, you're a pretty creative guy and you have an art degree. And Levi's a pretty creative guy and he has an art degree. Is that what it takes to have an art degree? Like you've got to be that creative all the time? Because I could have never done anything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not on the level of uh, Levi's creativity, I don't think. Um, it's been a while. Um, I haven't necessarily sat down and let the creative juices flow. Um, so he has the edge. Um that being said, his list might be my Fave 5 list of all Fave 5 lists, um, mostly because he included the Super Mario live-action movie, um, <laughs> and and nobody includes that in anything. Nope. So um, I used to watch that. I've seen the movie a handful of times. I could still probably name parts of it, and even I am disturbed by that movie. Um, uh, I'm not familiar at all with Wrinkly Kong myself, but sounds like a legend of a character. Um, but the the Smash Bros. sandbag, I used to slap that thing around in Smash Bros. Melee, so I can definitely appreciate the inclusion of sandbag um, while not being not familiar with the rest of his list. So I don't know if you have any other thoughts, but I just wanted to get mine out before I forgot him. No, no, he did a great job, Levi. I brought a tear to my eye with how beautiful it was. Literally brought a tear to my eye as well. So thank you, Carmel, for continuing to be funny. And thank you, everyone else, for their uh, serious contributions because you need a little mix of both. If everyone came in here trying to be funny every week, probably wouldn't go well. So Dave, uh, not Dave, uh, Hammer, Al, and um, I thought of Dave because his thing is signed, Al and Dave. Um, so Al, Hammer, and Brian, we appreciate your contributions as well. Josh, 
how'd you come about making your list what was your scope what was your mindset for the fave five nintendo characters well i googled five most popular uh nintendo characters and then i wrote them in reverse order oh just like that huh that's pretty simple no no i i mean i went through and, and i know you missed the intro because you're getting the hooker out of your closet or whatever and yeah. um i uh I guess I, I remember you having some stipulations on the list. Like we couldn't refer to like specific characters and specific things. Um, I don't know if that was this week or last. I, one of the lists that you had was it can't be like an accessory thing or I don't know. Maybe that just stuck out because I, mean, I didn't all, want to disappoint all I, you, Daddy. All I said was like sometimes they bring in like other properties into like Smash Bros. For example, like Steve from Minecraft is in the most recent Smash Bros. And he's oh. not a Nintendo character. That's all I... Okay, so that's probably uh, the stipulation that I had in my mind was the yep. accessory characters from the other franchises. Yep. Um, and so it kind of made me nervous, but I think I got a decent list going. How do you feel? Uh, well, so I so to put the scope on it, I mean, it, it's not technically a Nintendo property, but it's only been playable on like Nintendo devices for a long time. But I had to exclude Pokemon, or I'd blow my brains out. So technically, they're their own company, and they it's a partnership between Nintendo and Game Freak. But either way, I just had to disclude Pokemon, otherwise I would have killed myself. Um, a couple honorable mentions for me though: I got Funky Kongs. I mean, you can't just not love his vibe. Samus is an absolute babe. Um, I don't want to get too into it, but there's a horny 12 year old Gar out there who's big into Samus. Uh, Fox McCloud, love him. The Ice Climbers, I used to jam with them on Melee. Uh, the Koopa Paratroopa, when I was running Double Dash, I loved running that uh, little red-shelled winged fuck. And Dr. Mario, I used to vibe on him just because he looked cool and he looked different playing Smash Bros. So, Josh, do you have any honorable mentions? Paper Mario is pretty much my only one. Your only honorable mention, or that's your entire list? Both. No, um, honorable mention, there's too many to list. Donkey sure. Kong, obviously, Bowser. Right. Um, I Wario, Waluigi, Mario, Luigi, all those are honorable mentions for me. Okay. We'll just say they're tied for sixth. Do you want the walk-off shot? Nah, I don't need it. All right, then what's your number five in the Fave 5 Nintendo characters? It's actually a character you had mentioned, um, one of the ones that you expected to be on Brian's list, the Duck Hunt Dog. There you go. <laughs> number five on my list. That it- little... That little gloating turd of a dog. Yeah. This is just a little chuckle um, that gets you or what? Yeah. No. And then as a dog person, I had to include him on there. Puppies. Uh, number five for me. Don't got a whole lot of explanation, uh, but Falco Lombardi, a.k.a. the blue bird that you played in Melee and other Star Fox games. I just, uh, I really love Falco in Melee for some reason. I liked him more than Star Fox. So, Josh, your green screen is not doing you any favors there, but we appreciate the Pat McAfee merch there. But Falco Lombardi, my number five. Well, you said Lombardi, so I just figured I'd hold up the next Lombardi Trophy winner. That's his Um, last name. I know. Um, Number four, we've got Boo. I'm not trying to scare you, Gar. But Boo is my number four because that white marshmallow of a character always gave me a star from somebody else (laughs) when I played Mario Party. That little fucker just stealing stealing for you, eh? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love Boo? Um, that piece plus, of shit costs me first, more games. First three letters to some of our favorite body parts. That's, you're not wrong. Uh, my number four, Waluigi. Uh, I always gravitated towards him just because he's tall and purple. So that's all I got. Waluigi number four. I love his mustache. Wow. Riveting. Um, number three, I have the original Hungry Hungry Hippo, Kirby. Um <laughs> 
him and his uh, bottomless pit of a stomach that would absorb powers of his enemies is pretty spot on for something you don't want your child to dream up of. So um, Kirby coming in at number three. Did you ever play that? I don't. I couldn't even tell you the title of the game, but did you ever jam with Nate on that Kirby game for whatever you had for Wii or Nintendo 64 or whatever? I know we used to play uh, mini games on it, but I don't know if you can even remember the name of the game. Oh, man, I don't remember. I know I had a Kirby game on Game Boy growing up, and that was I, I loved playing that one, um, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, that's okay. I was just curious because I definitely did not. I just remember jamming on that every so often. Uh, my oh. number three then, moving on, I've got Mario, but specifically the Mario with little water pack, jet pack, whatever you want to call them, from Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine. I was, I was a big GameCube guy. Um, Double Dash and Super Mario Sunshine were big jams of mine, so just run around with that little thing spraying things down i loved it so super mario sunshine is my number three um fave nintendo character would you say it's fair that some of those super mario games are way ahead of their time like they were open world pretty much for them for some of them i mean Um, i mean there's the three like the n the super mario n64 or whatever sunshine and then the other couple that have come out yeah they're all open world and n64 was pretty big pretty ambitious for its time i'd say yeah no that's um and, and I'm still waiting for that uh, Nintendo to get onto the cross-platform, cross-play deal where they'd allow us to play Mario Party via Xbox. It's never going to happen, but I'm going to sit there. I'm going to dream. Maybe someday. I'm, I'm still young, and I plan on living forever. Oh, so okay. far, so good. Haven't died yet. <laughs> You've made so, it this far. Yeah. Um, but coming in at number two, I've got the one and only introductory character for Mario Party, Toad. Toad, Toadsworth, okay. Why Toadsworth Toad? has got it. I mean, you see, he's one of the first things you see in almost every single Super Mario game, every Mario party. Um, he's got spots in his head, so he's probably ill. So make a wish, Foundation, shout out to you. Um, he's bald, by the way. That mushroom is a hat. That's that's true. Um, I did. That was from like the cartoon, wasn't it? Probably from all the chemo. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so it's it's you know. Um, gotta love Toad. Um, he's also one of my favorite characters to play as in, um, you can do it. Mario Kart. The, yeah. The original Mario Kart. I had to, I had to try and remember which, uh, which one I played as him in the most. Sure. But yeah. All right. My number two, he's a guy jammed with a lot on the double dash. And then again, uh, he's been my main in, uh, uh, Mario Kart Wii for a long time. Baby Luigi, for some reason, just the baby characters are way better. And I've always fucked with Luigi more than Mario. So baby Luigi, easy choice for my, uh, my number two. Child protection services. We have a pedophile. Lady, oh, hold on. Hold on. We got it. We got it right here, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen. Confirmed I'm a child predator. All right, Josh, you're number one. I think there's someone at your door, Gar. <laughs> I can um, make it. I can make it to the end. All right. Uh, my number one, similar to another member of our, uh, con- or another contributing member, um, I had Yoshi. Yoshi! If Toad was taken because he was always a fan favorite, Yoshi was my go-to character. Gotta love Yoshi being the guy who carries that fat plumber on his back for the majority <laughs> of those games. Um, just the leg strength alone is enough to have respect. Plus, I was a big fan of that uh, Yoshi World game growing up where you have to collect all the little eggs and save the Yoshis. So, hey, he deserves it. Yoshi's a great character. This one should be no shock to anyone out there. Number one for me, Wario. Big fat guy, purple and yellow. I mean, could you ask for a more perfect 
Mario character. He jammed in Mario Golf. He had that huge slice, but lots of power behind him. He he talks funny. The fact that there's not a Baby Wario disappoints me a lot, because I feel like Baby Wario would be my main and upcoming uh, Mario Kart games, but Wario, absolute legend of a character. Great laugh, great mustache, great get-up, everything about him. Ugh, Wario, definitely my fave Nintendo character. Look at him. I want to make love to him. Did I say that all loud? <laughs> Shit, that was supposed to be an inside thought. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, a nice chill Fave 5 list this week. We didn't want to go too ham because uh, we had the championship match to break down. Josh, next week's hidden note, or excuse me, next week's Fave, I spoiled a little bit, next week's Fave 5 topic. We never know how long this uh, this podcast is going to last, and so just to get it captured in, uh, in a moment in time right now, just in case something happens, I get hit by a bus for whatever. Fave 5 going out strong with the last podcast of the year next week. Fave 5 topic is Hidden Oaks Memories, and so we can understand if you don't want to share 5 and you just want to leave one voicemail just pick one or two memories if you want to leave five voicemails we're totally fine with that uh next week's podcast we're just going to blow it out at the end of the year it's the 2020 uh retrospective so uh fave five hidden oaks memories and obviously this is not exclusive to hidden oaks members al walters um anytime you've had interaction with a hidden oaks member like josh's wedding al if you don't submit something and leave out brad or if you submit something and leave out brad trying to smoke your mic in the coat closet i'm gonna be very disappointed because that's a great hidden oaks memory so you don't have to be hidden oaks to participate in this and we appreciate anyone who will participate who's not hidden oaks but fave five hidden oaks memories next week to uh, blow out the year new segment who knows if we'll do it again next year it's a fan favorite but you like to take things away and then bring them back sometimes in this biz so uh, that's what we got like doritos locos taco just uh, doritos locos taco has been there forever you're talking about like a beefy crunch burrito or like a mcrib or something not the mcrib beefy crunch burrito yeah beef crunch burrito jams but we do take it away they do take it away quite often um so yeah hidden oaks memories next week leave one leave five whatever leave as many voicemails as you want we'd love to hear what you have to say uh josh how do you? How many raffle entries, if you had to guess, we have off the top of your head? 75. Uh, nope, not quite, but we did pass the 50 mark this week. I believe, I don't have it in front of me this second, but I believe we're, we're at 53 right now with one week to go. And again, um, every submission for next week counts as long as it's before we draw. Obviously, um, if we don't play your voicemail, it won't count, and then we'll draw at the end of the show. So you won't be eligible after that. Um, but yeah, we got over 50 entries cracking. We appreciate everyone who participated. Technically, Jordan Bates has a submission, and he probably hasn't listened to the podcast. Even the one time he called in, Derek just got an entry tonight for leaving a voicemail. Derek's not going to listen to the podcast. I mean, we've got a couple uh, potential upsets, but for everyone who's been calling in each week and giving us content since we started, we appreciate that. That's a lot of voicemails um, since we only started doing it like week eight, week nine, whenever we officially started the raffle. That's a lot of voicemails, plus we had some before that. So we just want to appreciate you guys for sticking with us, giving us content and uh, given yourself inspiration to listen each week. So if you've got something lined, you're more likely to listen for sure. Josh, is there anyone in particular you would like to win the raffle? Me? You're not in the raffle, and nor, nor oh. is your wife. Your household is not in the raffle. I want T to win it. You want T? That'd be, he's only called in, I think, twice, or maybe only once. He gave us the station identification. Again, I should have had it in front of me, but T might only have one or two entries, so it'd be very interesting if he wins. Yeah, no, he's 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 my vote. I mean, right now, technically, if you want to go with statistics, Al and Carmel are tied for the most. Uh, Brian right behind him. Uh, by the way, Hammer, you've been calling in a lot of weeks. Just leave us a station identification. A little, hi, this is Andrew Hammer, and I'm and you're listening to whatever. Just it's a one more entry in the raffle, Hammer. What are you doing? If you're gonna leave us a voicemail each week, just just get one more entry in there, pal. So for those of you who haven't, Jeremy, 
others just get one more entry it's so easy take 10 seconds to record it uh but enough about that josh right into the outro do you have any final words championship weekend any thoughts christmas lot lots going on this weekend um well as everybody knows and they're probably rooting for if the packers win one of their final two games they lock up the first round by so go packers that would be fun uh, I got no final words for the folks. Merry Christmas. Have a holly jolly time. We love you. Um, and we love you for anyone who's still in the chat right now. It's a little bit of a longer pod. We're at 115 right now. But stay safe out there. COVID's still happening. Snow's coming in. So make sure you don't make any too regrettable decisions this holiday season. Head notes, overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. You got one more week to get those raffle entries in, and we will draw the raffle winner live on the pod next week. So make sure you get those last-minute entries in. Be a friend. Tell a friend about our YouTube page. Help us get to 100 subs. Won't get there this year. Maybe next year. Maybe the year after. Who knows? Uh, this was podcast number 69. So if we made it to 100, that'd be pretty cool. If we get to 100 subs before 100 shows, that'd be cool as well. Uh, but yeah, Josh, if you got nothing else, I got nothing else. These beautiful folks can go to sleep. You can go Go eat dinner and everyone will be happy. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, folks. Love you. Bye. Bye. So you, you're going to be on uh, Rocket League later, maybe? Do you want me to be on Rocket League, Josh? Because I'm right now, I'm caught in a trap of trashy British reality television, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of it. So you're watching the original Office? No, no, that's not reality television. I'm watching, currently watching Love Island. I don't know how I got stuck on it, but I'm stuck on it. And uh, it's hard to get out of, I'll be honest. But if, yeah. if you could inspire me to get away. By the way, Bradley in the chat said he really loved your backdrop. So just in case you care what Bradley's opinion is, he loves Stanley in the background there. Good. Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to think here. I mean, you saw the picture of what I had to deal with last night. I don't remember. Honestly. Oh, I joined a tournament, you know, right at around... Oh, uh, yeah, you were the only player. I was the only one on my team. Yeah, that's tough, dude. And then I... Uh, then I... Yeah, and the 